Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday. Max, do you know where do you know where your good picks in the NBA are? I no, I don't. <laughs> and in fact, I am I am mad at the Miami Heat here. I've got a bone to pick with the Heat. They needed to score two more points yesterday. Yes. You want to know why they needed to score two more points yesterday? Because then every winning team would have had 111 points. Oh, wow. There you go. Wow. So uh, that's why I'm mad at the Heat. I actually lean the Heat. I, I, you know, this, that's, that's a surprising series in a way. But, but now that I'm looking at it, it's like, yep, Miami's just a better team. <laughs> so as simple as that. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, they, they have found a way to, to get to Indiana. So, yes, yeah, so, some, Interesting, interesting NBA uh, results yesterday. And by interesting, I mean shitty because I, I can't pick the NBA playoffs right now other than uh, a certain team from uh, Boston. Hey, what's going on, Panther? Well, it's easy to pick Boston when they're playing the Sixers who suck. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I went 2-2. Two and two and I bet them all yesterday. I went 2-2. Two and two. The, uh, the favorites, I guess you will, the early season all season favorites, the Bucks and the Lakers finally flexed their muscles and maybe they heard everybody talking down about them and whatever bucks played defense. Uh, I was on that Miami game. I got that one. Right. But um, yeah. And then my baseball pick, I got the Padres. Right. And damn the red fucking the reds, man. If they could just get a bullpen, anything like they make the Mets bullpen look good. It's just horrible. I can't, the reds are really pissing me off. <laughs> What's going on, Rich. I tell you, the NBA yesterday, I got a couple numbers for you. Four and 13. Oklahoma City had two points after the first seven minutes of the third period. And then they liked that so much, they did two points in six minutes the start of the fourth quarter. That's on pace for 15 points in the entire game. 
Chris Paul, who I said uh, doesn't go with playoffs, was minus 36 at one point. Kind of hard to win like that. And then you look at uh, our, our Orlando Magic starting the game three for 27. So I don't know if the NBA moved the rims up or down yesterday, but clearly they did something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they play poor. I mean, wow. In Portland, that was a big. That was a surprise. Just how the doors got blown off there, especially because LeBron played a subpar game. That yeah. was an all Anthony Davis show yesterday, and then it was Portland just saying, "I'm not playing defense today." Like Portland just shrugged at defense. They're just like, "Let's get the ball half court and just chuck shots," and those shots weren't falling for them. And yeah, Anthony Davis just absolutely killed them. Uh, but. I still think that's that series is far from over with. You think if you think that the, just because the Lakers had this one good performance, I I put this more on Portland probably being a little gassed. Uh, I think Lillard's been pushing the pushing it way too hard. I think Game Three is going to be a slugfest. Yeah, well, I hope you're right. <laughs> um, well, shit, let's just get into it, man. Let's let's uh, hit the playoffs today. First up, we got Toronto and Brooklyn. Toronto. This is crazy. Opened up minus eight and a half. They're minus 11 now. Yeah, I think th- it's because of uh, Joe Harris. Uh, Joe Harris had to leave the bubble for some personal reasons. So he is out. He is one of the Nets' best shooters. So that is going to impact that offense significantly. Uh, the Nets looked a little bit more competitive in game two. But I, I chalked that up to more that the, the Raptors just had an off night from the field, especially from three-point land. They could not hit a shot for anything, and they still won by five. If they shoot anywhere close to average today, this is going to be a double-digit win. All of the money is coming in on the Raptors, so I think that line is going to continue to get worse. I'm going to actually lean Toronto here. I think that lo- uh, loss of Joe Harris is going to be really significant for the Nets. Yeah, I think that, that first game um, was maybe – but more indicative of who Toronto is. The second game was close, but you're like, right. Joe Harris um, is a vital part of that offense for the bets. Um, I, today's not a bet them all day for me at all, but I think Toronto, um, it's, you know, smells blood in the water. They can get this series over real quick and can probably ha- have themselves a little break before they move the second round. So I, I look for them to come out and um, put their, foot on the throat and get this one over with. So it's just a lean for me on this one, just because that line, but I'm going to lean Toronto. I'm going to come right out and bet Toronto with Joe, uh, Joe Harris doing Elvis and leaving the building. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to get any production from the bench. They're going to move Timothy Lou Wahoo Karabu into the starting lineup. And then when they put the second team out there, there's going to be almost no production. So I don't think that the second team's going to be able to hang, and I don't think it's much of a stretch to think that Toronto can win this game three points at a quarter and cover the uh, – what's the line now, 11? 11. Yeah, so I- I'm betting Toronto. I think this one's not going to be close. I'm on Toronto. Yeah, I'm going to lean Toronto here. It's just, it, it still feels like too many points. But if you think Rich is right and he's three points a quarter, it's Toronto minus five in the first half. And just throwing that out there. All right, next up, we got Denver, Utah. Denver opened up minus a point and a half. They are a minus a point and a half now, Max. Uh, Utah shut me up in game two. <laughs> I, I, I admit it. I thought they were overmatched. They decided to show up in the series. Uh, this, this was a team that we were high on in the preseason, and then they were iffy in the regular season. They bounced back a little bit. They limped in this whole bubble thing. We know they have talent. 
but the question is, is is the team that we saw in game two for real, or is it that struggling bubble team? I tend to go with the latter. I think Utah just had an amazing night from the field in game two, partially because Denver's defense just decided to focus squarely on Donovan Mitchell. They left players wide open for three. And in general, Denver's just not a good team when it comes to guarding the threes anyway. So when you double team Mitchell, it just becomes a numbers game. You're going to have wide open people that can hit shots. So if Denver goes back to playing the game that they did in game one, they're going to win this. The one thing to note is that Mike Conley is back for Utah today. He should suit up and play. And Denver continues to be banged up. That said, I still think they bounce back. I still think they win. The money I can see is all over Utah here. But I'm going to fade the money here and lean the Nuggets. I can't bet this one, but I will lean the Nuggets. Yeah, you know, I, I've i loved Denver all season. I think when you go all the way back and listen to the preseason show, I think I said the Nuggets were the deepest team in the league um, all the way to their bench. And that was before Michael Porter Jr. even started playing. Uh, he was still injured when the season started. But look, without Will Barton, without Gary Harris, they're not. They're just not that deep. They lost three the last three games going into the playoffs. They had to go to overtime to beat Utah in game one. They lost game two. Like, they're not winning. And I, I think there's probably a part of their mojo. It's in their head. They're not as deep. Their rotation's screwed up. So um, this is one of the games I'm going to bet. Uh, and I'm going to bet the Utah Jazz here. I think you, these games are so evenly matched. The two of the last three went to overtime. The last game, Utah did uh, separate from Denver. I still think these two games, these two teams are evenly matched. My projection is that Denver, Utah wins 115, 114. I know the line's minus one and a half for Denver, so I have some points to play with. The overtime game is still fresh in my mind. I'm going to lean Utah, but I'm not going to bet here. Okay. Well, it's minus one and a half right now. Max, you said the money's coming in on Denver or Utah? Yes, sir. It's coming on Denver. Yeah, that makes sense because it's about to shift. It's about to go to two. If you look at these payouts on the one and a half. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, the money is all over Utah. Oh, okay. So, But it's still going to shift to two if you look at these payouts. Like bookmakers paying minus 122 for minus a point and a half. So that's, it, it should shift to two any minute. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm going to lean Denver. <laughs> just, I was going to say Utah, but if the money's there and it's getting worse, yeah, yeah, just a lean. Still on. Uh, traps, really, you know, I think. Uh, I but yeah, it is ooh, overwhelmingly on Utah. So it's about to get better for them. <laughs> okay, there we go. Boston, Philadelphia, Celtics opened up minus four and a half. They are minus five now. Well, let's rip the bandaid off. I called my shot already. Uh, Sixers have shown me something so far through two games, and that is that they are done with this season. Their their body language, the comments from everyone after game two just screams that this team is just ready to move on from Brett Brown and look for next year to be the year for the process. That Al Horford signing was absolutely horrible for them. He just cannot work on the floor with Joel Embiid. He's terrible on the bench. He's not giving them that, that second unit help that they need. Uh, Tobias Harris is a good player, but I think they overpaid him as well. So Elton Brand has some missteps that that he's he's made, and they've lost a year uh, of this process again. But looking into next year with a healthy Embiid, a healthy Simmons, fingers crossed, it's still a dangerous team. So I, I think the future is there for them, but I think they've just given up playing for Brett Brown, and it could be a sweep. Boston is playing like a well-oiled machine right now. 
Brad Stevens is not one to take his foot off the pedal. And I don't think the Sixers have an answer for Jason Tatum right now. They put their best defensive player on Jason Tatum, and he absolutely destroyed him. So if if even if Boston's three-point shooting cools off, which it should, it should regress, I still think that they have enough to win and cover this one. I'm going to bet the Celtics. Yeah, this is how bad the Sixers are. The Celtics lost Gordon Hayward, and we're not even talking about it. Like, his absence really doesn't matter because the Celtics we, we, are We won the second round against uh, Toronto. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about his absence in Toronto, but that's how bad the, the, the Sixers are right now. Um, ben Simmons is the motor that makes this offense go, and without him, they just seem confused. They don't know who their ball handler is. They don't know where they're going. Um, you know, Max and I disagree with a lot of things, but I think he hit everything on the head. Horford is not a good fit. They're probably ready to move on from their coach. I need to get another general manager. They need players and they need a bench. It's like they just truck out three or four guys and that's their 12, 13 man roster. And it just doesn't work in today's NBA. Um, I agree. I think this is going to be a sweep. This is another easy bet for me. I'm all over the Celtics today. Speaking of easy, defense has got to be easy for the Boston Celtics. When Horford started, he scored six points. When Thibel started, he scored two points. Essentially, Boston's playing five uh, players on defense to Philly's four on offense, and it's really hard to win like that. Philly's bench, game one, 23 points. Game two, 20 points. I think Boston wins this game easy. In the last three games, the average margin of victory for Boston over Philadelphia is 18.7 points. I'm kind of surprised this line's not even higher than it is, which scares me a little bit, but not enough. I'm betting Boston. Yeah, it seems it seems like everything's setting up for a Philadelphia 76ers win right here. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Yeah, just everything feels like, oh, yeah, everyone's going to take Boston. And Philadelphia is going to come out and win. That's just how it works. Uh, I'm betting Boston too. Why not? If if they lose, I'm betting them again next game. Yeah, like, I, yeah. And, I mean, the the one thing is uh, this opened to four and a half. Yeah, and and the money is coming in on Boston, and it is getting to five. And from what I'm seeing, is in some books, I think it's going to start yeah. ticking to five and a half soon. So by opening, I this could be a six and a half spread. Uh, those a two, two point shift. So jumping in at five is is nice. <laughs> For those keeping track at home, that is a French kiss of death. That is? Yes. F-K-O-D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did I say F-K-O-D all the time? Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. All right, Clippers. Mavs. Uh, the Clippers open up minus four and a half. Okay, they're minus five and a half at Pinnacle, minus five at most every other book, but it's going to shift. It's amazing. If, if, you, if you look at this series so far, uh, the Dallas Mavericks have outplayed the Clippers in almost every single quarter except for maybe like one and a half and that was the the one and a half quarters that porzingis got ejected in game one <laughs> they could be up to two oh in this series hmm. uh we have yet to see the clippers flex their strength and this has got to be the game that they show up uh, dallas's offense is absolutely ridiculous it was ridiculous in the before times it was ridiculous in the bubble it's ridiculous right now in the playoffs and in fact in nba history it is the one most ridiculous offenses that we've seen their defense, it's another story there. So if the, the Clippers can start putting things together, and if Paul George doesn't have an awful night, if Patrick Beverly doesn't miss today's game, which he's questionable, he, 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 was, he was scratched in game two, 
I think that the Clippers could win this one. But with those points, I'm still going to lean Dallas here. I, I Prove me wrong, Clippers. Prove me wrong. Yeah, I've got Beverly listed as out, um, which is if, if that is the case, really hurts the Clippers bench. Um, you know, the whole, the whole hype going into this season was Clippers, Lakers, Clippers, Lakers. You got Kawhi and PG, the big one-two punch. But, man, if Luka and Porzingis really aren't – dominating the series like you said um i thought the clippers were just gonna were pound them i just don't think the mavericks have the depth but jj Barea's, you know shooting threes they're playing solid seth curry is out for this game um but they're they're right i'm with you i think the five points is is going to be the factor for me it's just going to be a lean but i'm going to lean those mavericks the uh, Clippers have won five of the last six against the Mavs. The only one they lost was the last game. And the average margin of victory has been 10 points with three of the five greater than six. So I'm not I'm not going to go bet on either side. I think the Clippers do show up tonight. Paul George has got to show for himself today. Can't embarrass himself again. I'm going to lean the Clippers. Lean the Clippers. All right. Yeah, for me, it's a lean on Dallas. It's close. I'd like to see this line move higher. I mean, it might. If we can get up to the six range, I think I might pull the trigger and bet Dallas and get it up to six, six and a half. But we'll see if it actually has legs like that. All right. So that's it for the NBA. Max, what else you got on tap? Well, I mean, the the only place I'm really making money at is still in uh, hockey. So uh, let, let's let's go over to the game that I'm going to bet there. That is the Blues of the Canucks. Uh, Vancouver has a chance today to knock out the reigning champions in the first round. The The Blues are being treated like they're dominating the series. They got an opening line that's high. All of the money is on St. Louis right now. But if you look at this, man, like the Canucks have just outplayed St. Louis in this entire series. They've had two overtime games. The, the, the goal differential this is only separated by two, which, of course, Vancouver has the edge. So when I see a plus line here for the Canucks, it's it's absolutely tempting. I know that Vancouver's defense is iffy, and the Blues' offense can be scary, but it just seems like the Blues are lacking consistency. They keep changing things up. I think I've heard that they might switch their goalie today for some reason. So I'm going to go with the value here. I'm going to go with a team that's been reliable and consistent, and, and even though they've got some flaws, I, I like Vancouver here with that plus line. That's about the only thing I see. Um, you know, St. Louis, you, you would like to think the defending champs aren't going to get run out in the first round, <laughs> but swapping goalies, like that screams panic move to me. Um, they've got to win two in a row. That can play with your head. Uh, yeah, I'm with Max. I mean, the value is on Vancouver. Um, now, hopefully they don't take their – foot off the gas, they, they smell blood in the water and, and finish this thing because you really don't want this to go to a seventh game. Then you throw everything out the window. But, um, yeah, I agree with Max. I like the plus line, just a lean for me, of course. It's hockey, but uh, I'll lean Vancouver. I think it's a 50-50 game. You're getting value with Vancouver. Maybe it's even a little bit slightly in Vancouver's favor, uh, maybe 52-48, and you're still getting a plus line with Vancouver. They've won the statistical battle. They could be already out of this series, waiting for the next one. 
So I'm with Max. I think the value is with Vancouver. They've pretty much outplayed St. Louis. St. Louis gave up a sizable lead in the last game, so maybe their psyche is damaged. Maybe they're not focused. I don't know. But I'm taking Vancouver. All right. Yeah, me too. I got you. Yeah, me too. I'm on Vancouver as well. It's not a 50-50. It's a 51-49 in favor of Vancouver. That's it right there. So mine as well. (laughs) You just need 45% chance that they're going to win. So I'm on it, Max. Job. That's it for you. All right. We're going to Panther. Uh, yeah, we'll go. I mean, I, I've got other games to, to talk about, but again, we'll just keep moving along. Okay. Panther. Panther. I got to be honest, man. Today, I am not in love with today's uh, baseball s- slate. Um, maybe only two games that I liked. I'm going to talk about one. I think Rich is, uh, might take another, but uh, Phillies and the Braves is probably the pitching matchup of the day. You get Aaron Nola and Max Freed, who are both having stellar seasons. Um, pretty much an even game. I think I saw minus 108, minus 102. So Vegas getting their cut on both sides as always. But uh, look, the Phillies can't get out of their own way. They've lost three in a row to not as good a teams as Atlanta. Um, lost doubleheader yesterday to – Toronto. Um, they even lost to Boston, who's god awful. So it, it's really hard to get on the Phillies here, even with Nola on the bump. And then if he doesn't go nine innings, now I really don't like the Phillies because their bullpen's been pretty atrocious. So I'm going to bet the Braves today. I think the Braves can get it done at home. Yeah, th- this is one of the ones I was eyeing up. Um, the money is coming hard on Philly, and so that line that line's gotten worse for them. We know that Aaron Nola is on the mound, as you mentioned, and, and maybe the Sharps think that he can help break this losing streak, but this is not a good team. The, the fact that the Mets contracted COVID and, and are going to miss some time, well, maybe maybe they avoid some losses, but uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it, it's a benefit to the Braves here because I think the Mets were starting to get some traction, and, and that, that East is wide open, but with subpar teams. Uh, uh, we were expecting the East to be a beast, and it's it really hasn't. The Braves still are the best team in the East right now. Max Fried is on the mound. The Braves are eight and three at home. I I think getting Atlanta here is a good play, uh, but that that money coming in on Philadelphia it it, it 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 scared me off just a little bit. I'm going to lean the Braves with you. I couldn't quite pull the trigger on a bet. I'm going to bet the Braves. I think this is a 50-50 game, maybe a slight pitching advantage for Philly. But this game is going to end up in the bullpens. Like I said yesterday, I didn't expect it to work out the way it did with the with the Reds and the Cardinals. But I can see this game 2-2, seventh inning, eighth inning, bullpens take over. Philly's bullpen is the worst in baseball. It's not even close. And the Braves have the seventh best bullpen in all of baseball. So – Game goes to the bullpen. When it goes to the bullpen, it becomes a two or three inning game. Atlanta wins those two or three innings. I'm betting Atlanta. Yeah, I'm hard to I'm hard pressed to disagree here. I have Atlanta winning this, you know, well over fifty percent. So shit, I'm gonna bet Atlanta as well. That line movement does worry me though. <laughs> Man, I don't know. This doesn't have anything to do with the line either. But they'll also do uh, one of their top prospects, Pache, will uh, debut in the outfield and bat ninth for Atlanta. So, um, yeah, that I don't think that has anything to do with the line whatsoever. So that's it for me. Rich, what are you bringing? I'm going to bring a name change. <clears throat> I'm going to go from Rich to run line Rich. <laughs> I'm going to go in the Detroit-Cleveland game, the Indians and the Tigers. 
by now everybody knows that Detroit can't beat Cleveland. That's for sure. But apparently they can't beat much of anything else lately. They're 0-9. And I think their starting pitching in that nine-game streak has averaged something like two and a third, two and two-thirds innings. Their manager, Ron Gardenhire, <laughs> he said, we can't pitch and we can't hit. It's not a lot of fun. <laughs> I think that uh, – that's probably the worst combination in baseball. Can't pitch and can't hit. So I'm going to run line Cleveland. I think they win this game by at least two runs. And I take the line from, what is it, minus 181 to, I actually think I'm getting plus 105. So for one run, I'm going to go plus 105. Minus, 105. minus 101 is the best I can get you. All right, I'll take minus 101. So the money, of course, is coming in on Cleveland. And that line has gotten better for them. <laughs> it's gotten worse for the Tigers. Uh, I I got burned by Detroit yesterday, so I can't do it again. Uh, but maybe Michael Fulmer is the cure. Maybe he has a good start today. Maybe that's what the the Vegas is banking on. I'm actually going to lean Detroit here. I think this is a T R A P. Okay. And uh, good luck. Good luck. Good good luck there. Run line, Rich. I I really don't hate it, Rich. Um, of course you don't. Of course, well, of course I don't. But look, the Tigers have nine wins. Three of them are against Pittsburgh, who doesn't beat anybody. Uh, two of them are against the Royals, or okay, I guess. Two of them are against the Reds at the very, very beginning of the season. Um, so they, I just I don't like these Tigers at all. The last five win- wins in a row for Cleveland. Uh, have all been by two runs or more. So I really don't hate this play. Um, I'll, you know what? Fuck it. I'll bet it with you, Rich. I'll run line those Indians with you. All right. Thanks. I, I'm off this game. Actually, I either side. I can't. I can't get. Uh, can't get on either side. I don't have the win probability needed to trigger a bet for either team. So I, I, I guess I'll lean Detroit gun to my head but i don't like i don't like this game at all i don't like that the run line is negative on both sides plus one plus one and a half runs is negative 109 minus one and a half is negative 101 hoo something smells like a w to me mm. okay i want to look at the chicago series here right here the white Sox and the cubs the white Sox opened up plus 101 they're minus 116 now the Cubs opened up minus 109, and they're plus 107 now. Now, I should take the Cubs. I absolutely should take the Cubs. And I it, I just don't like the line movement. Max, are you seeing public money? Is there anything in this one indicates yeah. it's a trap? So, um, you got Dallas Keuchel on the mound. Yes. And he's been pretty good. Uh, John Lester has been great this year, except for his last start. You're looking at the White Sox, they've won five in a row. They actually have a better run differential than the Cubs. The Cubs have significantly cooled off. They've been dominant at home. Um, uh, this this is this is crazy, man. Uh, from from what I'm seeing here, uh, th- what I was seeing before is the money was coming in on the White Sox. Okay. So I, I didn't see anything that was too trappers. I'm going to refresh it right now. I was leaning the White Sox here. Mm-hmm. I, I, just right now, they're they're. Sad to say, they're playing like the better team. I'm refreshing this now. It is overwhelmingly money on the White Sox. The okay. public is overwhelmingly on the Cubs, of course. But right. yeah, this this is uh, this is looking like a White Sox play to me. 
Um, White Sox are eight and three on the road. And, you know, Cubs, Cubs are decent at home, but eight and three on the road is, is uh, pretty significant. I think this pitching particular matchup is probably a toss up. Keichel tend to be a little bipolar and I don't know that we can trust Lester. He's, he got off to a really hot start, but it felt like it might've been a little fluky to me because, um, given how he played last year and his age, but, um, just the plus line puts me on a lean. I'm going to lean the Cubs here. I live in Chicago. <laughs> I'm a Cubs fan. Um, Watching this series, usually the White Sox, for whatever reason, win the first game. So maybe that's what everybody's betting on. I can't bet either. I, I, I'm going to lean the Cubs just because I'm a homer. But I, I think the White Sox probably win if history holds. Yeah. I'm just looking at that 48% implied probability that the Cubs need. And I'm right there. This is incredibly tight. I'm going to do it. Fuck it. I'll fade the money. I'll bet the Cubs. Plus 107. That's That's it. Anything else we need to touch on, gentlemen? Okay. Okay. I guess that's it. That's the end of the show, Max. <laughs> that is it. You know where we can talk about more stuff, though, is AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. I have write-ups on almost every single Major League Baseball game. I have, uh, I'm have. i covering the Flyers-Canadians game as well. I've, I've got a take on that one that you can see at the website there. So let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podsell, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rich, you have had about 27, 28 minutes or so to think of some final closing remarks, so they better be good. <laughs> well, we're having a lot of fun here with parlays, run lines, leans, and some wins. So, obviously, you're having a lot of fun here, too, because you keep coming back to listen to us. Make sure you tell your friends. They'll have a lot of fun, too. Remember, friends don't let friends bet without absolute degeneracy. Panther, it's Friday. Load us up. Take us home for the weekend. Listen, all I know is those damn Indians better cover or Arch and Matt will be unsufferable tomorrow. I may, I may, I may miss the game or miss the show, but uh, they, Arch, Arch will beat this shit until his dying days about parlays and run lines. and uh, So damn, these Indians better fucking cover. But uh, you guys know the deal. AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. That's where we're hanging out, talking shit, keeping everybody informed the breaking news and what's going on um find out when like the whole city of new york is under covid we can't even play a damn baseball game whatever that bullshit is just want to play sports man um but hey let us know what you did yesterday what you're gonna do f that kod and make some money fools Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.